Welcome to Faith, Fitness, and Self-Discovery, where I know just how grueling it's been trying to balance your physical, spiritual, and mental health. I'm your host, Precious Williams, and I invite you to my podcast where you can expect a total mind makeover. I'm talking about a shift in the way that you see, think, and do fitness forever. So come journey with me as we discover your fitness identity. Hey, 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 y'all. Welcome to Faith, Fitness, and Self-Discovery. I'm your host, Precious Williams. If this is your first time joining me, thank you so much. You are here by divine purpose, not by an accidental click. This is Faith, Fitness, and Self-Discovery, where we believe that becoming the best version of yourself requires you to actually renew your mind. So far, we spent some time flushing out our fitness identities, identifying our external and internal motivations. And last week, we talked about obedience as it pertains to our physical health. We do have a faith, fitness, and self-discovery community group that's awesome, full of about 200 women who motivate and inspire each other to become the best versions of themselves because we believe that we are more committed through accountability. All right, so let's just talk about obedience for a minute because I did a podcast last week on obedience and then turned around and was disobedient. Yes, hence why we did not have a podcast this week. Um, I decided to give myself a little respite on Sunday because as many of you know, it's just crazy times right now with the pandemic. And for whatever reason, God had me commit to having this podcast out every Sunday. Well, Since I got the vision and since I started the podcast, I also picked up content creating for my church. And you guys know that shifting from physical church to a virtual church has been pretty taxing on the social media team. So I have been really, really consumed uh, with making sure that everything is right and that we're transitioning appropriately. Still no excuse, but let me tell you. So on Sunday, I decided I was going to rest. Well, on Monday, there was this horrific storm in the Virginia Beach area, and our power went out the entire day. Of course, guys, all I could think about was this is what you get when you are not obedient. Now the power is out. You don't know when it's going to come back on, and you have not put the podcast out. Oh my goodness, make it so bad. When I did get to a little place in my house where I had a little piece of internet I could see that one of our community members, Jaleesa, was like, oh, I'm really looking forward to the podcast. So anyway, guys, I have not had internet since Monday, okay? Our power did come back on Monday evening at 5 o'clock. It flickered twice on Tuesday, and I have not had Wi-Fi since Monday. So yes, can we just have a moment of silence? But I am still going to push through because I'm going to push this podcast through on cellular data. And sometimes that's just what we have to do. So now that I've told you some things about me, I'm going to tell you guys today some things that you need to know. And the first thing that I want you to know is that God understands temptation. We've talked a little bit about uh, some of our food compulsions, addictions. We talked a little bit about uh, some of our other temptations and areas that you know, we're not pleased with how we've fallen short in. So I wanted to come back today just to let you know that God understands that because I think that we really need to be reminded of that and we need to hear that. 
God says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and 13, for those of you who are taking notes, that no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Okay, there are three parts that I want to deal with. Number one, you are not alone. As Christians, we don't communicate our struggles enough. As Christians, we do not communicate our struggles enough. There are so many people dealing with your issue, whether it's being communicated or not. How do I know? Because the word says this is right there. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. I don't care where you are right now. I don't care where you find yourself. I don't care which part of you you're thinking is so perverted or is so out of control or is so unique to you that you're alone. The word says that that's a lie. And that's what the enemy does. Lie. There is nothing that you're struggling with that is not common to man. So let's talk about how we then can put temptation into perspective. God has given us unique struggles, okay? We don't have every struggle. You know how I know? Because I hear people struggle. And the first thing that I do when I hear someone else's struggle is I say, thank you, God, that I don't have that struggle. You see how I just incorporated that little gratitude into there? And that's not just to discount That's not to discount someone's struggle. That's not to minimize someone's struggle. That's not to put myself on a pedestal because I don't have that struggle. That's simply acknowledging that I don't have the struggle. And I think the more that we acknowledge the struggles that we don't have, the more gratitude that we show for the things that we are able to overcome, the more things that we show gratitude for that we're spiritually mature enough to handle and to deal with and for those things not to be an issue or that we just innately don't gravitate to those things. Those are things that we tell God, thank you for. But the things that we do struggle with, we do need to laser focus on those things as well. What is it that you are struggling with? And do not tell God that you struggle with food. The struggle is, is, is not with food because God said that all food is good. Like God did give us some, you know, limitations and guidelines into what we should eat and what we shouldn't eat. And a lot of people look at the Old Testament and Leviticus and they get so technical. God gave us common sense. We know we're not to overindulge. We know what things are good for us. We know those things. So do not tell God that your struggle is food. Your struggle is not food. Food is your drug of choice to cope with your struggle. Food is your temptation. Okay. When we think about temptation, I know a lot of us can refer back to when Jesus was tempted. And I think we have a difficult time of looking at the Bible and putting the word into perspective. My husband calls it introspectively. Babe, what do you think about this text? Look at it introspectively. I'm thinking, I swear I write his sermons most times, just off of the conversations that we have. But seriously, like just looking at that introspectively. So, you know, God was, Jesus was tempted to, you know, turn stone into into bread. Jesus was tempted to jump from the top of, you know, a mountain. Jesus was tempted with all these things, right? And 
you know, many of us, if we're hungry, if we've been fasting, I, listen, listen, if I've been fasting and you bring some Chick-fil-A around, OMG, like, I just love Jesus. Don't you just love Jesus? You love Jesus, right? And Jesus just seems like this mystical, this mystical creature because it's so difficult for us to understand how someone who hasn't eaten for the length of time that Jesus didn't eat could totally, totally escape the temptation, right? Glad you asked. Let me tell you why. Jesus was able to escape the temptation because Jesus practiced escaping temptation. Let me repeat that. Jesus actually practiced escaping temptation. Do you guys know escaping temptation is a skill set? It's not something that just happens, right? This is why you're able to tell your girlfriends when you're at home, nah, I'm good. I'm on my little diet. I'm not going to go out tonight, right? But when you're actually somewhere and somebody orders those hot wings, it's another story. The reason being is, we don't practice avoiding temptation the way that we should. And our flesh muscles are so much stronger than our spiritual muscles. That's why out of sight, out of mind is good for you, right? As long as you don't have ice cream in the house, as long as you don't have this, as long as you're not around this person or that person, or as long as he doesn't send you that text late at night, you're good, right? Out of sight, out of mind. But as soon as that variable is there, face-to-face, as soon as that option to hook up is there, face-to-face, as soon as that option to grab a drink is there, to have those wings is there, to order dessert is there, it's a different ball game because you strengthened yourself to deny temptation when the temptation is not present. Kudos for that. But if you're listening, you're probably like, I mean, okay, the temptation is not present. So how do I build up my skill set? How do I build up my immunity that even when a temptation is present, I have strength enough to deny my flesh? I'm spiritually strong enough to deny my flesh. That comes through practice, y'all. That comes through saying no in the face of your temptation. And it's terrifying. I'm telling you, it's so strong. When you are not accustomed to working those muscles, that means your flesh man is so much stronger in that area. And I know many of you have been to the the gym and you know what it feels like when you're pushing some weight and it's just too heavy and you feel like there's nothing else there. But I'm going to tell you what the word says is there. And this leads us to our third part of this section is that God got you. Because God said that he won't allow you to be tempted beyond your ability. Oh my God. To me, that means the temptation is a test. And whatever we are facing, God has always already equipped us so that we can combat it, so that we can defeat it. The problem is, like I said, our spiritual muscles are so weak. And in those moments, we keep succumbing to the temptation. That's all it is, guys. Change your mind. Change your life. Temptation does not have as much power as we give it. We're giving it way too much power. In order to take that power away from temptation, y'all, we have to confess it. But we can't confess what we're not ready to confront. Food is not your issue. 
it's okay. I know you know some scripture. I know you know the, the books of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. I know you can recite all 66. I know you may be working in ministry. I know you may be preaching. I know you may not be in ministry at all, but you know enough word. You know that nothing, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You know all of that. You got all the Jesus pictures and all that in your house. But your, your spiritual muscles just as weak. And let me tell you, I know what that's like. That's like my upper body and my lower body. My lower body is strong. I can go to the gym with my husband and we can squat the same amount of weight. But my upper body, oh my God, my arms are noodles, y'all. Like my arms are noodles. Noodles, like can't lift anything. My upper body strength is just minimal, very minimal. And that's how some of us are with our, our flesh man and our spirit man when it comes to some things. Because we're just so much more comfortable yielding to our flesh in some areas of our lives. Confess that thing. Confess what you're struggling with. Confess the areas that you're weak in. And don't be cute. Be honest. Confess where you need God to step in and to help you. The second thing I wanted to talk about is taking care of ourselves according to the word. In 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1, God said, Let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in fear of God. That means that it's critical that we regularly detoxify our body and our mind. And some, simple, really, some really simple ways to do this is like through meditation. And those of you who are familiar with your word, you know, God requires us to meditate on the word day and night. It's, it's a recommendation, but I'm, I'm going to say it's a requirement. And when I thought about that, I was wondering, like, why, why would God emphasize this? And the reason God emphasizes it is because I believe we, we won't get it the first time. You, you don't just get it by reading it. And if you do get it, you still have to put it into practice, right? You don't believe anything about God that hasn't been put into practice. And if it hasn't been put into practice by you, you know somebody that it's been put into practice with. You may not know God personally as a healer, but you've seen God heal other people. You may not know personally that no weapon formed against you shall prosper, but you've seen that. You've seen people who look like they've escaped the lion's mouth. You've seen people in situations where God was the judge, the attorney, in the courtroom, that God had the final say. You've seen situations that looked like they were over and God turned it around. You're in the middle of a pandemic right now. So that's the importance of meditating on your word day and night. Because when you meditate on it, you believe it. But believing is not enough. You got to put it into practice too. You got to make it work for you. You got to make it work in your life. And that ties back into what we were talking about, how you're actually strengthening those spiritual muscles. I met a lot of Christians who know the word. They can recite it like the Pledge of Allegiance, but don't look nothing like what they are saying and don't talk like the word at all. And what I mean by talk like the word is if you walk in on them outside of church or outside of Sunday morning, you'll think you walked into a car game. You think you walk into a pool, a pool room. 
And that's because holiness is a skill. It's not something that you can put on. It's not a front. Holiness is a skill. And if you're not living holy, it is going to show up in your life. Whether it comes out to light what it is that you're doing or whether you're being secretly tormented and convicted by the things that you're doing in private or whether it's showing in your body. If you are not living in holiness, if you're not living in obedience, it is going to show up every single time. And like we talked about on our last podcast, when we don't operate in obedience, we miss blessings. So I just named three ways. Either it's showing up physically It's showing up mentally because you're tormenting yourself about what it is that you're doing, your convictions and your guilt. Or it's showing up publicly. And what that means is that everybody know your struggle. By meditating on Bible verses about self-control, we can do three things, guys. One, we want to get convicted so that we can confess our struggles. Two, we want to let God know that we agree Knowing the word and being in agreement with the word is two different things, y'all. You cannot be in agreement with the word if you aren't doing it. Come on now. How are you going to be in agreement with something that you aren't even working working on in your life? How are you going to be in agreement with something that you aren't even implementing into your own life. You look like a fool. How are you in agreement that water works, this works, that works, and you're having all these conversations? What do you look like having this conversation with me that you know all the things that work, but you're not doing it? That's how we look as Christians. When we're reciting all this word and a person is looking at us as a representation of the faith and saying, but your life don't your, your life is not aligning with that sis. And we don't even know it. We don't even know how how foolish we're looking. And that's how we look when we're out of alignment. That's how we look when we're not operating in obedience. That's how we look when we're not meditating on the word, when we're not in agreement with God. When you're in agreement with God, your life represents that. Your life represents that in entirety. And the last thing is through meditation and prayer, you can get the power to overcome. How do I know that you'll overcome it? How do I know that I'll overcome it? I've tried. I've done it so many times. I failed. I'm in the same place again. Here I am again doing these same things. How do I know you'll overcome it? Because God says that he will always, always provide a way of escape. That you may be able to endure whatever that is, whatever that temptation is, whatever that struggle is. Put it down. Trust God with it. That God will give you a way of escape. That God will help you endure. Well, how do you know? How do you know God will help me endure? I'm glad you asked. 
because God said that his grace is sufficient. We talked about that. Because even if I can't push, even if I can't push the bar up because my upper body is so weak, the bar didn't fall on me. That's grace. I'm able to call my spot, spot, help, help, too heavy. And you know what a spot will do? My husband, he's my spot. He'll take that weight. He'll lift it up. And he'll adjust that weight to something that I'm able to handle. But what do I look like sitting there needing a spot and not calling for it? Do y'all know how disastrous that would be? For that bar to fall on me and to crush my chest because I'm sitting there needing a spot. I'm struggling. I'm weak in this area. I can't lift whatever weight, weight this is. It's too heavy. And there I go, not calling for a spot, not calling for help, hurting myself. We got to stop hurting ourselves. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in today and continuing to take this journey with me. It's not an easy journey, but it's an honest journey. And it's a journey that's built on the word of God. So whether it's your time or not to receive it, that's up to you. But the seed is the word and I'm the planner. And you have to allow God to flourish that within you because it's God's word. Let me know what you guys think about this podcast. This is not the upbeat, usual type that we do, but we're getting a little bit deeper into this. I'm reading you guys' comments. You're telling me that you've tried this, you've tried that, you know this, you know that. You guys are experts on the things that you should be doing. But this particular episode is about assessing what muscles have been underworked, looking at our lives and seeing what we can do better. Knowing God's word, applying God's word, and being in agreement with God's word. Living a life that's holy. Not perfect, but holy. Because when we know better, we do better. Doing better only comes through practicing. So I hope that you guys receive that. Look, if you're not connected with me, you can get connected with me on Facebook, Precious Williams. I'm also on Instagram at underscore all things Precious. And please, if you haven't already, join our faith, fitness, and community uh, faith, Fitness, and Self-Discovery Community Group. We would love to have you in there. There is room for one more. You need the encouragement. If you need support, that's a perfect place for that. I love you guys. Be blessed.